Welcome to the AFR podcast. It is Sunday the 30th of April 2023. Thomas would be delirious. Steve, round seven is done, and we had some huge scores this week, mainly off the back of some of the key forward and forward um, bags that some of these guys are getting, like Hawkins and Kerno. Yeah, it's, it was it was certainly a big week. Uh, I, I don't know what seemed to happen. It seemed like everybody was suddenly uh, scoring closer to 200 than 150, and I was like, what the heck? Yeah, so I don't know, but... Um, Oh, um, yeah, you, like, you, like you said, there was a few bags, that's for sure. Um, and not even necessarily what we might have expected, it, you know. Uh, Jeremy Cameron was a bit quiet. Um, <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, Charlie Cameron didn't kick seven this week. Um, but, you know, a few others did okay. Yeah. Uh, and we certainly have got a, a record in the Super League, that's for sure, for key forward. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. All right, let's kick off, mate. We've got a little bit to talk about because, of course, we had Champions League this week as well. Let's get into it. Round seven of the original league. The first game was Natasa Daltras up against the Surrey Scorpions. Natas, um, I think Cam was pretty happy with this Natas lineup, other than Fogarty and Jake Lloyd. Um, it was 207.5 against the Scorpions, 149.5. Tom Hawkins with 49 at forward. Um, Tom Stewart with 31.5 at key back. Um, we've also got Aaron Norton for the Scorpions getting 32. Jess Sinclair getting 22 at midfield was pretty darn good as well. Um, now, I've already done the commissioner votes on this. Um, I was doing that while we were, um, while you were fixing your toilet connection. And yes, yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we press record, everyone would, Steve was trying to get his um his connection fine. At certain points, he sounded like he was in the toilet. Um, all right, I, the commissioner votes for this one. I go three to Hawkins, two to Stewart, and one to Aaron Hall. Yeah, some eye-watering numbers there. It was um uh, the first week without Took Miller. Adultus seemed to be doing okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although, uh, obviously, you know, I mean, if if Tom Hawkins just gets to kick eight goals every week, you know, I guess he'll be. All right. Um, yeah, I, I'm still not entirely convinced that Natas uh, has well, this will be sustainable for them. But because um, uh, I, I uh, the, the the hint that Alistair Clark seems to be making is that players like Aaron Hall, who are 32, probably probably not much point giving them game time in that Kangaroos lineup. It's probably not going to happen long term. But um, and and uh, I'm not, you know, Short's obviously phenomenal, but. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure Hawkins is going to manage to keep up that kind of scoring, or even Stewart for that matter. But but uh, you don't need to get uh, you know you can you can probably take quite a few points off that Natas lineup and still be two and okay. Um, and the Scorpions, yeah, they just had a few like that back line was awful, and Bontempelli was a bit definitely a letdown. Which yep. uh, yeah, just, yeah, especially since Norton actually had a really good game, but and of course Sinclair. So the, uh, just not happening for the Scorpions this year, you know, despite uh, a few things going right, nothing seems to quite go completely right. And uh, and the task finally, something went right for them, I guess. Yeah. Um, next game was the Dozers up against the Dingoes. Dozers weren't able to get up over you 
this week, mate. It was 168.5 to 135. For the Dingoes, Ben King was back, getting 24 at forward. Um, Christian Petrarca getting 20 at mid- midfield for you. Trelaw getting 15 at Rover, but Luke McDonald also getting 17.5 at key back was pretty damn good. For the Dozers, standout was Jack Steele getting 22 at Tagger and Harry Shizzle coming back and getting 30 at centre as well. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, mate, I gave three to Steele for his tagging exploits that Ben King and Luke McDonald gets the one. Yeah, um, solid effort from the Dingoes. Not not necessarily too spectacular, but just, you know, a you know, couple of poor performances, but that was covered by a couple of slightly better ones, but nothing too, you know, no Tom Hawkins, no Charlie Kernos, no... Uh, not too much fireworks, but the dozers. Uh, they started off with that Jack Steele performance back on Friday night, and I was like, oh, no, here we go. Dozers mm-hmm. are pull my pants down or whatever. But no, nah, no, nah, that uh, that forward line delivered. Oh, well, and the complete lack of ruck. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a – certainly a um, rather glaring weakness there for the dozers. So, uh, yeah. No, dingoes, just keep, just keep banking the wins. That's all you have to do, buddy. That's all you have to do. Next game was the Heroes up against... Oh, sorry, the Chargers up against the Heroes. This was very, very one-sided in the end, which I'm sure, going by the what everyone has seen of the ladder recently, that this is of no surprise to anyone. Um, Heroes, 200.5 to the Chargers, 123.5. Um, Charlie Kerner was outstanding, getting 57 at forward. Um, Sarong getting 27 at centre, but Jordan Dawson getting 21 in the midfield. Also, Clayton Oliver back to his handballing best, getting 20 at Rover. Um, but Jared Witts was also outstanding, getting 17.5 at Ruck. For the Chargers, there's really only two people that stood up here. One was Matthew Flynn getting 16.5, but Blake Hardwick um, at back made team of the week. So in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Kerno two to Clayton Oliver, and one to Blake Hardwick. Yeah, the uh, heroes decided maybe Oliver did deserve a spot in the lineup, and Harry McKay as well, and uh, suddenly that lineup looked a lot better this week. Uh, obviously, the heroes probably copped a bit after that rather poor showing last week that let the dingoes slip one past them, but, um, yeah, no mercy for the Chargers. Who, yeah, Nick Hind, great debut for the year. Yeah, not really. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, nothing seemed to go right for you this week, mate. It was snap the win streak. Snap I mean, the were, win because I won. Okay, yeah, you won two in a row. Yeah, you were. That oh, was that was never going to happen this week, dude. Yeah, no. Um, so I don't know. Heroes probably should be the number one team, but for that rather embarrassing whoops last week, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, next game was the Mighty Bucks up against the Blue Flames. Close game this one and high scoring, but the Bucks were too strong, 175.5 to the Blue Flames, 156. For the Bucks, some huge scores here. Darcy Parrish getting 38. Bailey Fritz at centre, that was. Fritz getting 24 at forward. Um, ben Cunnington getting 18 at Rover. Luke Ryan getting 18.5 at key back. For the Blue Flames, Lockie Neal getting 35 at centre. Jeremy Cameron getting a lazy 24 at forward. Um, but Patrick Cripps, outstanding, getting 27 at Rover. 
Um, for the commissioner votes, I gave three to Darcy Parish, two to Cripps, and one to Lockie Neal. Yeah, this is a tough one for the Blue Flames, who, you know, got the likes of Doherty and Saad back this week, which certainly, uh, you know, is starting to make their lineup actually look decent. Still, and, you know, Blue Clubs is actually, he's doing okay in the ruck. He's not, he's not awful. Nope. Um, so that was probably what's a little bit disappointing here is that uh, they weren't able to get the job done against the Bucks. And, um, but yeah, wow, Darcy Parrish, what a performance. And, uh, yeah, Luke Ryan's amazing. So, the Blaine Blue Flames continue to, yeah, this this title defense is looking, looking, looking rough right now. Um, the Blue Flames really need to find something before the midseason draft if they're going to try and slingshot uh, in the second half. Then they uh, they're in a world of pain right now. Whereas the Bucks, um, you know, just kind of steadying the ship in that top five, looking okay. Yeah, they're looking very strong. The last game was the Wildcards versus the Titans. I was watching this game because I was watching the Collingwood game and Brody Mychek all of a sudden leaked in with three goals. And I'm like, oh, this could be on. Um, and then Riley O'Brien was still getting the hit out. So that was about halfway through the third quarter. And, of course, the O'Brien just kept going. So it was 171 to the Titans, to the Wildcards, 166.5. Um, for the Titans, Joe Danaher getting 24 at, four at key forward. Sam Walsh back into the lineup, back into centre, getting 30. Um, Ollie Wines at Rover getting 18 was also pretty good. Riley O'Brien, probably the match winner here, getting 22 at Ruck. For the wild cards, Ned Reeves getting 21.5 at Ruck was outstanding. Sicily getting 21 at Keyback. As I said, Majacek had a pretty good day getting 18 at forward. Um, but Matt Rowe getting 18 at Tagger. In terms of the commissioner votes, I don't think I've ever done this one before, but basically it's ruck, 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 and key back. Um, <laughs> Riley O'Brien, I gave the three. Ned Reeves, I gave two. And Sicily, I gave one. This is a massive win for the Titans. Like, mm. it's hard to uh, overstate this because, I, you know, they've had they've looked pretty ordinary at points this year, the Titans, and, uh, and they've managed to, you know, get a couple of lucky wins, more or less, and... Uh, and uh, sneak a few, and now suddenly the, the tide has turned for them a little bit, and uh, and things are going well, and they've been able to get you now get a win on the wild cards. Who, you know, I've been pretty strong in saying I think you know the heroes and the wild cards are the top two teams. I think and the teams to beat. So man, you get a win against one of those, that, that is very impressive. And the wild cards, yeah, just it's going to happen with Oscar Allen a key forward. He's very good, but. Um, but it's West Coast, and obviously, yep. what happened to West Coast this week? Um, you just you just know that even even the best forward in the world is going to struggle to get goals, uh, and and well, and marks particularly because there's just not going to be that many opportunities. And uh, unfortunately for the wild cards, man, if they had Harry McKay in that key forward spot this week, yeah, they would have won. So that trade um, uh, already, you can say, has cost. Um, Long term, obviously, um, you can debate maybe whether Oscar Allen might be better, but uh, in the short term at the moment, ouch. Yeah. Uh, now, before we get into the ladder, um, I just want to jump onto one thing that we haven't had a look at so far. Seven games in, who's leading the commissioner medal? Oh, surely it's, I, I, I haven't looked, but surely yeah. it's Nick Dacos. Nick Dacos is leading um, oh, really? <laughs> on, on 12 points after polling in five games. Charlie Kerno's on nine points, polling in three games. 
<laughs> so in other words, he plays. He, he when he's when he gets points, he gets BOG. Darcy Parish is um also on nine points, polling in four games. Um, so that's the that's the top three. So Dacos, Kerno, and Parish. Yeah, well, I don't know. Everybody loves Nick Dacos at the moment. Well, yeah. everybody everybody who's talking anyway. Yep. All right, the ladder. On top, we have the Dingoes with six wins, one loss. Then we have the Hero sitting in second on five and two. Wildcards, five and two in third. In fourth, we have the Titans, five and two. Then we have the Mighty Bucks sitting in fifth. They're on four and three. Then in sixth place, we have Natasha Dolters on three and four. In seventh, we have the Blue Flames on five and two. The Scorpions are on five and two in eighth. The Chargers are on two and five. Did I say five and two for the Scorpions? <laughs> anyway, two and five. And the Chargers are also on two and five in ninth. But then we have the Dozers in tenth on one and six. It is getting, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, the, the fact that the Dingoes, after being dead last for two years, are now somehow managed to dodge every bullet and are at six and one is a little bit ridiculous. It's pretty clear they're nowhere near the top team, but, you know, things seem to be going their way a little bit. Um, they're, they're, they're probably, it's debatable if the Dingoes are probably even a, necessarily a clear top five team, but... But uh, as I'm saying, things keep going their way, so it's it's hard to see them missing the finals at this point, which is would be a big change for the Dingoes. But um, but it, it's hard to work out if if the Dingoes are going to make it in. Like Natas and the Blue Flames, who are sixth and seventh, obviously are the two teams who have been very good of late, uh, who would be still sitting on the outside at the moment, thinking surely surely we're getting into this top five eventually this year. Who are they squeezing out right now? The, the, the Titans and the Bucks are the obvious choice, but I mean, Titans and Bucks are uh, looking, you know, good wins this week, looking pretty secure. Um, it's going to be, you know, this uh, this is going to get, we're going to see a squeeze at some point, aren't we? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think so. Um, yeah, the Blue Flames have to come in. I would. I think it, it dep- I suppose, I mean, we've talked about a little bit that uh, that f- bounce after the mid-season draft. I think it'll come down to that. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who Natas and the Blue Flames managed to squeeze out. All righty. Let's jump over and have a look at the Super League, mate. All right. First game was the Macavanian Marvels up against the Farmtoms. Farmtons were too strong here. I don't think we picked this one. 187.5 to the Marvels, 146. Um, the Farmtons picked up um, Josh Kelly. Um, Jaden Short got 25. Oh, sorry, Josh Kelly got 27 at centre. Jaden Short in midfield got 25. Nick Newman, 26 at midfield. So Thomas must be very happy with that midfield. Harris Andrews, a lazy 20. Obviously, Rich wasn't playing down back. <laughs> Um, for the Marvels, Tom Green getting 21 at centre and Jordan Dawson getting 21 at midfield. George Hewitt also doing quite well, getting 18 at Rover. In terms of the commissioner votes, um, Newman got three, Jaden Shaw got two, and Aaron Norton, who picked up 32 at key forward, got one. One vote. I, uh, this was a huge win for the Phantoms, obviously. I mean, we kind of pegged this last week as the 
a little bit of an early elimination game. Like whoever lost, whoever lost this game was going to be going to be having a very hard time making finals. Um, you know, coming back from two and five, and and a, and and I and I think it's it's been pretty plain for a while. The Marvels are just they 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 started with a bit of a bang at the beginning of the year, but it's been a long time since they look like a threat. Now it's been a bit of a bit of a tough month um, for the Marvels, and the Phantoms have just been slowly getting better and better. And man. It just all came together this week, and they just stomped those marbles, and they will be, I bet, Thomas is delirious right now. They allow, like, you know, knocking on the door of that top five and you know, putting up a 187, um, you know, especially when they've got still room to grow in a, in a position or two there. That's uh, got to leave him feeling ecstatic, I'd say. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Uh, the next game, we had the Warriors up against the Thylacines. Could the Warriors get a win? Not this week. 154.5 to the Warriors, 121. Um, Thylacines, Nick Dacos got uh, 27 at centre, but Patrick Cripps at Rover was outstanding, getting 27. Darcy, Darcy Moore getting 22.5 at key back was also pretty good. Um, and Oscar McInerney getting 15 at Ruck. For the Warriors, Petrarchy getting 20 at midfield, Clayton Oliver getting 20 at Rover was really the two shining lights for them. Um, and in terms of the commissioner votes, it was Patrick Cripps with three, Darcy Moore with two, and Drew, who I didn't mention, getting 16 at Tagger, got one vote. So, wow, the in a very – it's kind of weird how this happens. Very similar scenario to the uh, Dingoes at the moment. The thylacines just, you know – been dead last for it seems like two years and you know maybe it's a nick dacos thing i don't know um <laughs> it's just they uh now just keep keep winning and, and again clearly not the best team in this league but somehow keep winning and yeah the major warriors just i, I actually every time every now and then i look at the major warriors lineup and i'm like oh, you know it's not that bad and then i'm like oh liam jones and <laughs> I don't know, what fergus green that was I mean, yeah, I know he kicked a few goals, but man, playing a you know lower rung Hawthorne forward, wow, that's it's that's really reaching out there. So I mean, hey, the Thylacines, their forward situation is disastrous, obviously with Peter Wright and Todd Marshall both out. It's um, it's uh, getting pretty. They had to pull a trade this week to get Cody Waitman, and then he just got absolutely shut down. So that was pretty disastrous, but um. But they got the win anyway, much to, I'm sure, Tyler and Elise at the moment are absolutely livid that somehow Zach seems to win every week despite, you know, barely scoring as well as them. And yet um, uh, that's that's just seems to be what's happening. <laughs> Luck of the draw. <laughs> Luck of the draw. Uh, the next game was the Sons of God up against the Adams. Uh, now, we alluded to this last time, but the uh, what a high-scoring high game. 100, sorry, 223 to 189.5. The Sons of God got up. Charlie Curnow picked up 71 at key forward. That is almost as much as the Chargers' total score. Um, <laughs> Sam Walsh got 30 at centre. Um, Ollie Wines, 18 at Rover. Matt Rowe getting 18 at Tagger. Tom Stewart, 31 at and a half at key back. Wow. Um, for the Adams, they didn't do too badly either. Um, Fritz getting 24 at forward, but Jack Sinclair getting 22 at midfield. Darcy Parrish, 24 at Rover. 
Uh, Jager O'Meara finally having a good game, getting 16 at Tagger. Darcy, you know, Sean Darcy getting 19.5 at Ruck. So they certainly didn't have any many passengers, the, the Adams. They just came up against a team which just pulled out of the water. <laughs> and Doherty got zero for the Sons of God, so it could have got higher. Um, for the Commissioner votes, Charlie Cameron – oh, sorry, Charlie Cameron. Charlie Kernow got uh, three. Uh, Tom Stewart got two, and Darcy Parrish got one. Yeah, the Mighty Adams. I, I mean, two weeks ago they scored one seventy nine and couldn't get a win. This week they're scoring one eighty nine and never looked, never looked even close to getting a win against. Uh, it's, I mean, the Suns of God have been. We've been talking about how they've just been slowly warming up, and so it's not that surprising to see them really open a can uh, this week and just blow the top off, but. Man, the Mighty Adams, they really, honestly, they do look like, I think this is Tyler's frustration incredibly, is that like the Adams keep outscoring the thylacines dramatically every week, mm-hmm. and and they keep losing, and the thylacines keep winning, and it's like, like, it's like, seriously, three weeks in a row, three Adams losses, and three thylacines wins, despite the Adams outscoring them every week. So I, the Adams just can't take a trick. Um they, they do look like, I honestly think the Adams are a top three team along with the Sons of God and Nexus, but um, but but uh, they need to win. They need yeah. to win some games. So, well, so we'll see if uh, see if their luck turns anytime soon. <laughs> As I mentioned, luck of the draw. Uh, next game was the Brawlers up against the Flashing Phoenixes. Um, the Brawlers got up here, 164.5 to the Phoenixes, 150. Um, for Bill, um, Buddy Franklin straight back into that lineup, getting 20 at forward. Um, Jack Steele getting 22 at tagger. Uh, Stephen May 14 and a half at keyback. Jared Witts getting 17.5 for the Phoenixes. Danaher getting 24 at key forward. Um, Jack McRae getting 26 at centre. But Riley O'Brien was outstanding, getting 22 at ruck. Um, for the commissioner votes, Jack Steele got three, O'Brien got two, and Danaher got one. Yeah, the Phoenixes. I mean, they they continue to play okay, but they've got some like serious holes in their lineup at, at midfield and uh, key back. And uh, so to to trade and get Andrew McGrath in there and play him and actually have him do okay, that's um that's a huge win for the Phoenixes. Uh, Cody Waitman certainly wasn't going to get a look in. Um, so that's great. Um, they actually had I think Caleb Daniel and Andrew Brayshaw after weeks of looking just a shadow of their former selves suddenly decided to turn up and play awesome this week at Keyback. So I don't know what the heck we're going to do now, but, um, mm. but the Phoenixes, I mean, it's probably in some sense better for them if they uh, don't overachieve at this point, considering the, their, uh, their holes in their uh, roster, but, um, but still kind of sucks. But the, the brawlers, Hey, great to see buddy back and uh, getting him over the line there with a good performance. And, uh, and, the, and the, you know, that's probably going to keep them in the top five. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold on to that spot long term. But but they seem to be they seem to be doing pretty good. They, they yeah. yeah. Not too bad for a rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the final game, it was the Ashy Convicts versus Nexus. Um, I think we both were building this one up because it certainly has been a grudge match because the, the Convicts have sort of had the wood over over Nexus over the years. This week, however, Nexus got up 167 to the Convicts 151. Um, Nexus were just too strong. Jeremy Cameron getting 24 at forward. Oh, sorry, at key forward. 
Um, Lockie Neal getting 35 at centre. Aaron Hall, as we mentioned before, getting 26 in the midfield. Ned Rees getting 21.5 at Ruck. For the convicts, um, Cunnington getting 18 at Rover. Um, Josh Dunkley getting 16 at um, at Tiger, but also Sicily getting 21 at Keyback was also pretty good. Zach Merritt, who was named at centre, was a bit down, as well as um, her Essendon midfield of Ridley and Redmond. But, um, yeah, 151 wasn't too bad. In terms of the commission of votes, Aaron Hall got three, Ned Reeves got two, and Lucky Neal got one. Yeah, Zach Merritt was the big disappointment for the convicts, getting 19 at centre. You can't... Like, if he'd, if he'd got a 35 like Lockie Neal did, it would have been a very close game. But let's be honest, if Nexus would just stop playing around with Tom Hawkins, it would have been not even close. Uh, so it's unfortunate. Unfortunate for Nexus that they could have probably, you know, been rivaling the Sons of God this week, but instead had to settle for a rather pedestrian win. The Convicts, though, yeah, I, I you did get the feeling that... Um, They've been probably overachieving a little bit, and Nexus certainly, uh, yeah, just yeah, just brought them back to the pack a little. Yeah. Um, in terms of the, who's leading the Commissioner Medal, who do you reckon is leading it in the Super League? Oh, it's got to be Nick Dacos. You. Oh. He's seventh. Seventh. Dave Matheson, we need to have a chat. Jeremy Cameron is number one on 12 points, polled in five games. Charlie Kernow is on, um, on 12, polled in five games. And Sean Darcy is nine, polled in four games. That's wow. the top three. So Patrick Cripps is actually out doing Dacos. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's, a, that's a quirk of the uh, Thylacines versus the Dingoes lineup. But the Thylacines actually have good other players apart from Nick Dacos, whereas, you know, the dingoes don't, so it's just <laughs> it's got less competition. Or oh, actually, no, I know what it is. You know, I, I know exactly what it is. This is the this is the problem. Like, remember, this is the thylacine should be undefeated, but for the fact that they played Nick Dacos at midfield for like up until two weeks ago, um, and then eventually finally relented and played him at centre. That's what's the problem. I should have remembered that. Yeah, Dacos had only played centre the last couple of weeks, so no. yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, Cameron and Kerno are a little bit um, eye-watering at the moment. They are a little bit. <laughs> scores, so that's – I guess I can give them that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of the ladder, the Thylacines are on top with six wins and one loss. Um, the Sons of God are second on five and two. Um, Convicts are also on five and two, and the Brawlers are in five and two. In fifth spot, we have Nexus on four and three and they are the top-scoring team of the league. In sixth, we have the Mighty Adams on three and four. The Farmtons are on three and four. The Flashing Phoenixes are in eighth on two and five. Um, the McAvanian Marvels are in ninth on two and five. And the Major Warriors are in tenth currently with 0 and 7. Yeah, so you do get that feeling that, like, uh, the, the Adams are definitely playing better than, you know, most of the teams uh, that are actually in the five, like they're probably a better team than the Thylacines, even the Convicts or the Brawlers. So you'd think they're the ones who are, I mean, they're, they're still obviously at the moment a win or two out of actually getting into that five, but uh, Laura Baverage just says the Adams, maybe all the sun will eventually shine on them and they'll get some wins. And it's the, uh, the likes of the Brawlers and the Convicts who have had the rub of the green so far that probably are a little bit worried, although, you know, 
Uh, if, if things keep going their way, then it could come down to a weird showdown between Nexus and the Atoms mm. to get into the finals, which would be weird. Well, either that or maybe the thylacines will just finally run out of steam and crash. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> but stranger things have happened, I suppose. Interesting, if you look at the form guide in the uh, in the Super League, the um, the Warriors aren't the worst team. Wow, that is um, that is uh, startling. I guess the, the Warriors have been on the improve lately, and the the Marvels have definitely not been on the improve. So I guess that's um, believable. But uh, I think when you look at the power ladder, it's a bit more. Uh... <laughs> that's that's a little bit more true. <laughs> when you look at the power yeah. ladder, it's like emphatic about uh, who's actually the worst team. <laughs> yeah, I bet whoever the 10 people that the Warriors could have beaten the one draw, well, those draws against the Farmtons, but the uh, the 10 people, the 10 other teams are probably a little bit displeased. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, Champions League, mate, we had some crucial games this week. Um, yes. We've got a couple of, um, cup, well, there's a couple which are still all up in the air, but there's also a couple which is really just done and dusted, really, which is really Group A and Group B. Um, the other two are really wide open, but um, let's have a look at it. So we had the Phoenixes up against the Blue Flames, and the Blue Flames got up. We had the Dozers up against Nexus, and Nexus got up there. Um, so we have Nexus on top with 16 points. Then we have the Blue Flames on 16 points. Then we have the Phoenixes on eight points and the Dozers on zero points. Yeah, what can you say? The Fe Flashing Phoenixes, both times they played the Blue Flames, single-figure losses, tough. That's that's the way the cookie crumbles when you you got to get the wins when you can. They were able to beat the Dozers, but that's uh, that's it. So, so um Nexus and Blue Flames, uh, all power to them. They are definitely worthy worthy top two. It was a pretty, um, it seemed like a pretty uh, obvious pair that we're going to get through in that group from the word go. So, um, yeah, that was that was all that was that, wasn't it? Yeah. Dead, dead yeah. rubber next week. Completely dead rubber. All right, Group B, also dead. We had the wild cards up against the convicts, and the wild cards got up there. And we had the brawlers up against the heroes, and the heroes got up there. So the heroes were on top with twenty points. Wild cards are in second on twelve. Then we had the convicts on four, and the brawlers on four. Yeah, this is uh, all done and dusted. Um, it's a bit of a shock, to be honest. The the Convicts and Brawlers have been very successful Champions League teams over the past. I think, I think we've got like two of the last four winners there uh, with that, that pair in the bottom half of the table. But uh, nah, Heroes have been irresistible in the Champions League so far this year. Like seriously, like no one even within 100 points of their mind almost in anywhere. I think that's, yep. If anything, the wild cards are the closest thing to giving them any kind of a challenge and they're still a long way back. Um, so a uh, pretty, um, pretty dominant little trio of uh, original league teams already through in the Blue Flames, Heroes and Wildcards. Um, what's, what's the other groups got for us? The other two are still open. So we have the Farmtoms were up against Natas and Natas won that one. And then we had the Chargers up against the Atoms and the Atoms won that one. So Chargers were on top. They're now fallen down towards the bottom, but Natas is on top with 12 points. Then we have the Adams on 12 points. Then we have the Chargers on 12 points and the Farmtons on four points. 
it's um yeah it's a, this is an interesting group uh, obviously the charges have got it uh, we, we kind of knew this would happen like the all charges have to do to make champions league is win one game we said and obviously uh the at least the adams 189 was worth something this week um certainly if there was any hope that maybe the charges might even if they couldn't win they might maybe stay within reach of the back that sort of evaporated rather quickly the Farmtons must be wondering what they could have to do to get a win um after that 187 wasn't enough uh so so this is it charges Natas basically for a spot next week you'd think the Adams would probably handle the Farmtons but the Farmtons played pretty well this week so I guess there's still a small chance that if the charges are able to beat Natas, that it'll be the Atoms who miss out. Yep. Natas could still sneak through on their points four, but um, uh, but most likely that's an elimination game with the Atoms. Atoms already having earned the uh, the other spot, as long as they don't really royally screw it up this week. So I but, need Natas to score a low score for two reasons next week. Oh, really? I don't know. Is it, are you going to reveal the other reason or just... No, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But obviously I need them to score a low, low score next week so I can beat them this week. And sorry, in the Champions League. Mm. But um, I can't see it happening though. Anyway. <laughs> um, in Group D, we've got another close one. We have the Scorpions who are up against the Sons of God and no one would have beaten the Sons of God this year or ever before. Um. And then we have the Marvels up against the Titans and the Titans won that one. So how's the ladder looking? Titans are on top with 12 points. Scorpions are on 12 points. Sons of God are on eight and the Marvels are on eight. What a group. What a fascinating situation. It's so weird to have a situation where, I mean, we kind of knew this would happen even like I think last week. The Sons of God, we we kind of figured are going to, still find a way to you know pulling a bit of a collingwood here they're not even going to be in the top two almost the entire uh, group phase until next week when they're probably going to crush the marvels like absolute bugs and waltz into the top two on the back of their points four yep. which is outstanding which really means that the titans and scorpions which is very very rare to have a situation where we've got the number one versus the number two in the last week and it's an elimination game but that seems to be more or less what we've got <laughs> so that'll be fascinating titans scorpions again the way the titans have been playing you'd think it would be uh you know their win but uh last time the scorpions anything could happen because titans scorpions smashed the titans last time they played uh, in the champions league in round four so um mm. fast and we know we know how much history the Scorpions have in the Champions League, so. But uh, yeah, man, the Sons of God are making a funny, a funny way of getting through this. Uh, and I think, and once those Sons of God are through, it's uh, we've got a really. Can I just say the the um, it does appear as though we are going to get one heck of a final eight through to phase two here, like seriously, like feels like every single team is uh like turbocharged um i'm almost not wanting to make it because i the charges aren't going to win a damn game in that next <laughs> it's like man um the points okay. back the, my, my back will be just ridiculous yeah <laughs> and we're going to end up with us we're going to have the stupid probably natas nexus in the same group situation again aren't we yeah um, but you know they'll be up against the wild cards probably in the sons of god so just think about that for a second 
The most likely scenario is Sons of God, Natas, Wildcards, Nexus, mm. barring some sort of strange. And then the other group, Heroes, Blue Flames, Atoms, Titans. I'm telling you which group I'd rather be in. <laughs> Just, just quietly, I don't think it's going to matter from a Chargers perspective if we do get through, <laughs> which is the they're both groups of death for, as far as I'm concerned. That's that's Champions League phase two for you. That is, that is. All right. Uh, no, we don't have any AFR Cup. It's another week of Champions League to go. Obviously, AFR Cup doesn't kick in, and Standard doesn't kick in until after mid-season. Okay, cool. Alrighty, let's jump speaking, across. Speaking of mid-season, man, when's that button go up? Is it up already? Which button? Can I do my do list yet? I, I was thinking I got to sit down with uh, Zach. It's Tyler available on the page, but I don't know if it's updated. The teams have been updated. Mm. People keep making trades, so I have to keep updating pages. Yeah, yeah. Don't you hate that? Yeah. Um, no, it hasn't been updated since last year. I've still got Andrew McGrath on my do list. So no, um, no the the D, the D list the buttons the button doesn't get taken down. Oh really? So you can always no. do a D list at any time you want. You can. Wow, that's kind but, of fun. But in saying that, as I said, if you clicked on your D list right now, it'd be last year's oh. players. That you <laughs> so yes, but no. <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't. You can. <laughs> It would be completely invalid. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I don't mind looking back at the good old days when I had. Uh, yeah. So I yeah, you can do a deal list. The last deal list anytime. But yeah, the button, the button. You you don't look at the. You haven't seen it there. It's been it's been there since. Yeah, it never gets taken down. Oh, thank you. No problems. Just another bit of admin I need to do. Alrighty. <laughs> um. Cool. All right, let's have a look what we've got for the next round. We might as well start with the Super League. Thylacines are up against the Sons of God. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> I hope the Thylacines enjoyed their one week on top of the ladder. Um, <laughs> cause, um, yeah, because, no, I, obviously the Sons of God are probably going to say, oh, you think you're the number one team, do you? Yeah, so this is this is the beginning of the end for the Salisans. Well, it's been it's been good. <laughs> who's, who's, who's Carlton gone? Uh, uh, no idea. Carlton's playing Brisbane at Marvel. Oh well, that I guess you th- you think Charlie's not likely to have a massive bag, given that scenario. Mm. Interesting. I'm still going to tip the Suns of God though. Yeah, I, I don't think it's all about Charlie necessarily. I think and the, the Thylacine's still well, I don't know, hopefully Todd Marshall's back for them, but um yeah. Um yeah, no, sons of God. Uh Adams and Convicts is the next one. Yeah. I all right, I'm gonna pick the Adams because like I said, I just think this is this is your classic law of averages game. Convicts have been probably slightly overachieving. Adams have definitely been slightly underachieving. This should be where the ledger gets balanced. However, it doesn't seem to have been working that way for the Adams, so I don't know. So I'm going to pick the Adams, but uh, yeah, un- with uneasy feelings. Mm, I'm going convicts. <laughs> Next one is the Phoenixes up against the Phantoms. I'm picking Thomas. Yeah, the Phantoms definitely seem to be rounding into some good form. I don't like. I just don't. The Phoenixes can be good, but I don't think they have that kind of ceiling that the Phantoms do. Like 
So, and and in some ways, I mean, yes, if the Phoenixes could win this week, it might get them back. This is probably one of their last chances to actually get back into the finals conversation. Um, but yeah, they, it's it, you'd think the Phantoms, if if uh, if the last couple of weeks mean anything, they should be uh, they should be finishing off the Phoenixes here. Yep. Um, then we have Nexus versus the Brawlers. Nexus. Yeah. Nexus yeah, too don't strong. Don't think the Brawlers are uh, going to be up to playing Nexus now. Oh wow! Then it's Marvels versus Warriors. Well, and I'm going to pick the Warriors. This is it. Oh, this wow. is surely the Warriors. I mean, I, like I've been saying that. I mean, they, they weren't very good this week, um, but you know, there's a few of them who had down games that, uh, and the, but the Marvels have just been atrocious lately. And uh, the sad, sad truth is, if the Marvels actually do get a win this week, they're not going to be that far out of the top five, which is seems really wrong. But um, <laughs> but so no, the, the Warriors. This, surely they're going to end their runabouts this week. And if they win it, they've still got. They're still sitting in that first. Pick, um, sorry, for looking for pick one. It's not going to drop. Take them yeah, up a ladder place at all yeah. either. They've they've been emphatically awful all year. The Warriors. There's no problem there with losing their number one pick. That's for sure. No. Alrighty, over to the original league, mate. It is me versus you. Dingoes versus Chargers. Well, yeah, I, you, um, uh, I, both of us are probably hoping for the same result here. Uh, so, yeah. um, the dingoes, I like. I, I, I've, I've already sort of explained in previous weeks. I couldn't quite believe how we managed to beat the wild cards and the heroes and the blue flames uh, thus far. Um, I knew, I knew we had some easy games coming up against like the dozers and, and uh, yes, the charges. Um, yep. So. I think uh, I think we've gotten a task the week after this one though. That'll be a good way to round into the, you know, I could see myself losing to Natas in the last week before the midseason and dropping to like you know third or fourth and getting a much better draft pick. So thanks, Cameron. Um, no, so but uh, yeah, Dingoes. Dingoes. Come on, yeah. pick yourself. Pick yourself, Cam. No. Okay. no. no. <laughs> Dingoes. Uh, heroes versus wild cards. Heroes this, for me. This is massive to me. Like this. Is the, the the top two teams in my mind? Heroes, wildcards. Do you agree? I do, but I'm interested to know who you're going to pick. Um, I still think the heroes, yeah, overall are the better team. Um, I think the wildcard. I was definitely a bit shocked that the wildcards lost this week, and I'm. It wouldn't surprise me if they bounce back and beat the heroes because for some reason the heroes seem to struggle against the top teams. I don't know, like they had the problem last year with. With um, who was it? Was it Natas and the Blue Flames last year? I can't even remember. Yeah, I think so. And this year, they've managed, heroes managed to somehow lose their nerve and lose to the Dingoes. And then, so I got this weird feeling the heroes are going to do something weird and I don't know, mess things up, and the wild cards will actually get the job done. But I'll pick the heroes. I think they're a better team, but I bet they're going to make me look silly. <laughs> I'm tipping heroes. Uh, then we have the Blue Flames up against the Scorpions. Mm, this is, uh, well, this could be this like staring down the barrel here. Surely the Blue Flames get this one done. I, I, I know, no offense, I think the Scorpions are actually improving at the moment, but but the Blue Flames, they, they're starting to get healthier. They should, they need a win here. Mm. Blue Flames. Blue Flames. Titans versus Bucks. Big game, big, big, big I game. Think, I think the Bucks should get this one done. I think the Titans have done exceptionally well 
but I think the Bucks are the better team. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Bucks as well. And the final game, of course, it is brotherly rivalry: Natas versus Dozers. Now you see why I want the Natas to yeah, have a down was, game. Um, yeah, I don't see it. I'm pretty sure Natas is going to win this one. Although, uh, who's is it's it's hard to sort of pick. So Geelong is playing Adelaide down at Geelong. You'd think that should be a good, but the trouble is Hawkins is just you know, he's a bit. Capricious. I don't know. I, I don't see the dozers. I can't see how they're going to suddenly manufacture any kind of decent score. I'm sorry, Cable, but yeah, no. Natasha Natas should win this one. I'm just always a bit leery. Like, like the dozers do seem to play better against Natas. Richmond are playing the Eagles. He's got Jack Rewalt. Okay, you've you've made a case. I still don't <laughs> think it'll be enough, but yeah, but that is that does give him a glimmer. Maybe the dozers, if. Uh, is it in Melbourne even? That's at the MCG. Yeah, well, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Rewald kicked a good bag then. So there's a bit of a danger over there for Natas. Um, but, man, if Natas were to lose this one, oh, man, they'd be livid. Yep. <laughs> they'd be livid. Yeah. <coughs> nah, it's not going to happen. Natas will win. Dozers for me. <laughs> <laughs> you, who are the Bulldogs playing? Because that's... That's the dozer chance. If Eugle Hagen suddenly goes off, they're playing the Giants. Because ah. I'm pretty sure that was like the only game the dozers have won this year was when Eugle Hagen kicked five. Um, yeah. Up, up in Monica. Yeah. I mean, again, you never know with Eugle Hagen. He's got, he's got that kind of X factor that he could go off any game. But, um, yeah, that would, that would help too. Uh, it's possible against the Giants. The Giants are certainly pretty flaky, so uh, we'll see. Nice. Might have some hope, maybe. Yeah. All righty. We're done. So, yes, possibly by the time people listen to this, your um, D-list teams might be updated. Don't hold your breath. They probably won't be. <laughs> I wasn't um, trying to pressure you. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's I was fine. more trying to, you know, help you out with your normal segue of admin of, like, yeah, you got to start thinking about maybe – you know, uh, I, I just know that I've got to start, you know, this, this is the time when you sit down with your roster and you start, you know, trying to draw lines through people. And then, you know, you know, as soon as you draw a line through them, they'll play some randomly good game in the next couple of weeks and just torture you for a little bit. And you have to double think, oh, yep. like Mason Cox did me last year. Damn you, Mason Cox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, because every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, I've got to get the draft all sorted as well. So uh, there's, yeah. there's more admin on top of more admin. Anyway, um, cool. All right. And it's not going to happen this week. Actually, no, it's not going to happen this weekend. <laughs> I'll need to figure out when I'm going to be able to do it. All right. Cool. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right, everyone. Um, we'll be back, of course, next week. Um, everyone have a fantastic week. Thank you again, Steve. Um, Cheers, mate. But yeah, everyone, just keep an eye on you on the Facebook page. I'll probably put something in there around when the um, the D lists have been updated. But I'm tipping no one's even going to look at the submit a D list as per normal until um, until after the round. Um, Super League went first in the mid in the preseason, so um, mid season will be original league going first. Cool. All right, everyone, we'll be back next week. Thanks very much, Steve. Have a good night. 